vending machine may conjure visions of stale cookies and candy, yet the new vending machines offer a variety of food never before thought of as vendable items. And while the rise in fresh and premium vending was sparking interest you know, before this pandemic happened, we are seeing greater opportunity for this contact-free form of food procurement given concerns connected to the pandemic and their increasing ability to offer convenient, high-quality food with really small footprints. So I'm Melissa Abbott, VP of Hartman Retainer Services, and for today's episode on the Insatiable Appetite, I'm joined by my colleague Robertson Alden to talk about the latest innovations in vending and how they speak to shifting consumers' needs in today's, let's say, peculiar environment. Hey, Rob, how's it going? Hey, Melissa, it's going great. How about you? Very good. Uh, you know, just kind of waiting in for those election results right now, but keeping steady, keeping steady. And I think uh, conversations like this help uh, ease some of the anxiety, right? <laughs> right, indeed. Yeah, and especially, you know, any kind of new conveniences that uh, modern technology is bringing to our lives, um, especially these vending machines uh, that we are starting to hear more and more about. Um, they're really bringing uh, what we think of as being pretty impressive technological advancements, um, things like upgraded offerings that are presenting new solutions for consumers, especially those who are seeking safety and higher quality and those who are working extended hours. Uh, there's a lot of different kinds of pressures these days. Um, and so these new vending machines that we're tracking, uh, we were tracking them prior to the pandemic, um, and they were largely catering to what we think of as the urban office settings and places like you know, university campuses, places with uh, some tech-forward um, influences and consumers. Um, they're offering higher-quality snacks and meals, uh, largely within a C-Store context as well. But, you know, with the pandemic, we've seen this interesting shift happening that's bringing a fresh, more global, and what we see as healthier options to new areas like suburban areas, as well as a growing number of medical facilities and hospitals, too. So it's really great to see that serving our first responders especially is part of the motivations behind all these uh, expanded territories and technologies. Yeah, I was just looking at some of the maps recently on some of these new vending uh, territories, if you will, the geography that you're, they're showing up in. And it's really cool, you know, to say it is true that innovation does come out of necessity where, you know, hospitals and medical facilities were once a place where, you know, it was like a desert in terms of trying to find anything healthy, uh, more interesting to eat. Uh, but, you know, that's that's one thing that we're seeing is that there's some shifts happening in some locations. And so there are a number of really cool vending machines out there that are serving up great food as well. So whether it's hot bowls of ramen uh, out there in California, uh, there's Yokai Express's uh, really got this fantastic, uh, very fresh, very... Uh, it, it, there, these ramen bowls are extremely uh, attentive to the actual, you know, authenticity of of the underpinnings of ramen, and so it kind of was born out of um, 
a lot of the tech space in uh, Silicon Valley, uh, you know, working really hard. You just want to stop and get something really good to eat, but not a lot of, you know, ability to go in and, and go into restaurants and things like that. Kind of like the Amazon Go version uh, that we're seeing pop up as well. So then we're also seeing some very interesting, more health forward, you know, fresh focused salads and grain bowls uh, from places like Chow Botics. It's called Chow Botics. I love that name. Currently, they're showing up in more healthcare as well as uh, entrances to grocery stores and even university locations. And then there's a company called Farmer's Fridge that we have been uh, really just following since their inception. They're out of Chicago, and they got their start in urban Chicago office spaces, as well as within 7-Elevens. And it's now at an impressive number of both hospitals and medical centers. Now, my two personal favorites include fresh baguettes from a, quote, micro bakery called La Bread Express. And there's a location in Berkeley, California, as well as Dubai. And then my other favorite is premium meat vending. Now, this is one I think is really going to have some legs for the long term. So yes, just in case you didn't hear that right, it is meat vending. (laughs) And there's a butcher, a very uh, well-known butcher in the New York area called Applestone Meat. And they are they have butcher shops in the surrounding suburbs of New York, um, Scarsdale and those kinds of Tony places. Um, now, what they're doing now is they're offering these fresh cut, hormone, antibiotic-free meat from local ranchers that is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, in quality controlled vending machines. And so the machines, they're stocked daily, just like a butcher case. And, you know, another example of innovation coming out of necessity is this, you know, ability to be able to get really high quality, you know, good, honest cuts of meat without having to go into a butcher shop, without having to actually have um, a, a transaction with another person. So the founder of Applestone Meat, I thought this was really interesting. Uh, Josh Applestone is his name. He said that his company's shift was actually born out of thinking he, you know, what he was doing, was it really sustainable? Was it something that, you know, he wanted to make sure that he was participating in the sustainable food movement and realized that it was actually accessibility was the key to making really good food choices. And the hours during which a store is open often define whether a consumer has access to what's inside. So with that, he wanted to open it up. And uh, sourcing of meat from, you know, that is something that's in question for many consumers during the pandemic. And so this localized and accessible option actually presents a window into the future of premium meat distribution, not to mention a whole host of other fresh categories like dairy and produce, um, even, you know, fresh prepared meals. So speaking about how consumer behavior has shifted during this pandemic, Rob, you know, you happen to know a little bit more about this space having, you know, spent some years in Japan. What about the automated pizza space? Right. Yeah, there's some really interesting things going on in that space as well. Um, and, and yeah, thanks for mit- mentioning Japan as well. I mean, it's all really makes me think about um, the time I lived in Japan, which was now close to two decades ago. But at that time, you know, there were a lot of these similar technologies in place there. Um, 
Yeah, I remember seeing egg vending machines, kind of like the meat vending machines that were stocked daily by farmers in local areas. But also, you know, a lot of different kinds of prepared meals vending machines. And I'm sure that uh, while the technology has advanced over the past couple of decades, the kind of cultural needs have also changed. You know, there wasn't this kind of pandemic situation in the U.S. that uh, really necessitated uh, different kinds of technologies. And so now, um, as as our needs are changing, the, there's different kinds of uh, technologies that were already already around, already in place in other places like Japan, but they're there now there's uh, more reason for them to kind of emerge um, in the U.S. And really one example I think of that is is pizza consumption. Um, it's kind of already experienced an uptick in the U.S. during the pandemic um, from all, all across all the board, from frozen to delivery pizzas. And now there's this um, machine called the Smart Pizza Machine. Um, it's from a company called API Tech. Um, and it delivers hot pizza from the machine in under three minutes, and apparently people say it's pretty tasty. So um, Smart Pizza, it makes this standalone vending machine. It can hold up to 96 um, par-baked pizzas, and once a pizza is ordered, uh, it either um, through this kind of built-in touchscreen, you can also order it through a mobile app, the pizza gets a final cook using what uh, they call a proprietary oven before it gets boxed up and spit out, dispensed out of the, the vending machine. And it's sold to food companies, uh, which you know they can then then stock it when with whatever types of pizza they choose. But it can also handle up to two hundred different pizza recipes. Uh, with the operator really determining the prices for each of the flavors and the recipes. And so it really, uh, I think it presents an inter interesting opportunity for those existing pizza-centric um, food service establishments who may have experienced a downturn during the pandemic or other kinds of CPG companies that are operating in the frozen pizza space who are you know, looking for new outlets, additional outlets for their brand at places like grocery retail um, or as a kiosk for contactless ordering in, in those kinds of spaces. Yeah, it seems like there is a lot of ripe opportunity as much as we know from our research since the start of the pandemic that the increase in online shopping has just continued to rise. Consumers are still going into brick and mortar uh, and they're kind of going back to brick and mortar even a little bit more, even if they are still ordering online, just for that ability to kind of get out of the house and kind of see products and things like that. But I can see for sure ordering pizza from an app and picking up a fresh hot pie from your local grocery retailer, whether it's a kiosk, you know, just inside the entrance um, or, or something adjacent in that way. So that if you do need to pick up a couple of things here and there, you're actually getting a pizza that's cooked at a really high, hot temperature. So I think that's also a really interesting opportunity that I would anticipate, you know, kind of moving and, and lasting beyond the pandemic as well. Yeah. Yeah. And really, um, one, uh, there's there's all sorts of different types of pizza, uh, but one differentiating factor um, within all these different uh, new automated pizza machines is 
really the baking technology itself. Um, and so these machines, a lot of them can heat up pizza pies at higher temperatures than home ovens. And so that really recreates more of a similar taste experience and texture experience to what you would get at a pizza shop, too. Um, and so another example of the pizza that's out there I didn't talk, talk with you about um, earlier was uh, this company called Basil Street. Also, it makes this uh, what they call an automated pizza kitchen. It's a, a called APK, um, and it has this proprietary heating system that I was talking about uh, that uh, can change. You can change up the cook program based on the pizza. Uh, so, you know, pizza with fresh toppings like pineapple, for example, you know, the bottom um, only can be heated. You, know, you don't really want to cook that pineapple too too much there in the top, while pizzas like a margarita pizza can be heated from both above and below. Um, you know, I haven't tried these out yet. Uh, I'd like to, but uh, the, this smart pizza, the pizza oven for that company, it apparently produces a pretty crisp uh, sort of pizzeria-like crust. Cool. Um, and so these uh, API Tech, um, apparently it has 223 smart pizza vending machines that's across Europe and the UK. And last year, the company placed its first two machines in the U.S. One, one was in California, one, one was in Florida. And they're currently working on expanding their presence across the U.S. Uh, so... The bottom line is we're, we can expect to see a lot more of these around and likely spurred by the pandemic itself uh, for these kinds of automated uh, procurements. Uh, but interestingly, uh, we think that uh, these things will last beyond the pandemic, especially if they are of um, you know, high quality and uh, continue to be serving the, the different kinds of convenience needs for consumers. Yeah, I, I could even see this getting into, you know, more spaces like specialty diets, like a gluten-free crust oh, yeah. or dairy-free cheese. Because if they can, if they can uh, have all these different recipes within the machine itself, that would really make it so much more interesting and the ability to have this, like, you know, whether you, you are trying, you're dabbling or you really do need to eat gluten-free, this is something that kind of presents a lot of opportunity for these specialized ways of eating, um, you know, plant-based options on toppings, who knows, right? So there's a lot of really cool opportunities here for sure. You know, but most important right now and given the state of the world you know, the fact that these machines can operate without a human, except for that restocking aspect, which continues to employ people, which is great. You know, customers don't even need to touch the machine to order or pay, as that can be done through any of the, you know, accompanying apps. And these will be really valuable attributes in a post-pandemic world. And definitely something we're going to be watching very closely over the coming year here at the Hartman Group. So I really want to thank you. This has been a great chat, Rob, and I look forward to uh, maybe having a robotic pizza with you in the near future. <laughs> Likewise. Thanks a lot, Melissa. It's been my pleasure. Take care. Thanks for joining, everyone. Have a great evening or day or morning. <laughs>